Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead. We are closing out a phase with phase one today with our episode on the Avengers. We've talked about the Avengers quite a few times in the past. We did a two-part series where it talked about all four Avengers films kind of as one collective story. But as we've been breaking down each story with each film, we really wanted to talk, uh, talk about and tackle the Avengers. So with me today, I've got Micah, Will, and Scott. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Yep, thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. I love having you guys here. I think there's always uh, just different perspectives that we can bring. There's a lot of fun that we can have, and we mesh really, really well. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this. So as the end of Phase 1, I kind of want to talk about this. Do we feel, like, we always talk about how great these films are, except for Age of Ultron, because we hate that film. Well, at least some of us do. <laughs> we don't hate it. We just don't like it <laughs> it's growing on us all these years later yeah it's taken a while um do, but do you feel that the first avengers film has done it justice to the end of phase one because a little backstory to this is that paramount owned the first like pretty much the first five movies and then disney as they acquired they ended up coming in saying hey we want you to get all the right stuff figured out but we to help us start we want to do this one right with where we're going so they ended up going and directing everything they just slapped paramount all over it helped them get the funds and then they they piggybacked and built the rest of this universe do you feel like it was done justice let's start with scott oh my gosh that's probably the worst person to start with You know, I recently watched. Here's here's the thing, and this is going to be controversial, so I do apologize. I recently rewatched the first Avengers, and I don't think it's that good. Really? Why? And here's why. Here's why. Because when I watched when I watched the first Avengers, I already had watched Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man two, everything in Thor leading up to the Avengers which made it so great. But if you didn't have those films and you just started off the whole MCU with that film, I would I would be hard-pressed to say it wouldn't have been as a big as big as it could have been if you didn't have those pillars to start off. Yeah. Um cuz I think cuz I think so so answer your question Jordan. I think yeah, I think you know, just trying to do it right is good and just trying to suck in all the things that made the the pillar films of the first uh, phase one, except for, I guess, Incredible Hulk, if you're not going to count that one. <laughs> that one kind of it really kind of helped take all the good parts of those movies and kind of integrate those characters and their storylines into this um, superhero buddy film that you're trying to get them to go and do and work together as a team to fight against Loki and and just try to do um, I, I just lost my train of thought I do apologize but you know I think it, it worked in that sense because you already had a backdrop that kind of set everything up for that film to be successful well I'm going to play off that a little bit I think that when you go in and you have looked at any other franchise, I mean, King Kong, Godzilla, that was kind of one of those mashup kind of films. You go in and see all these monster movies or whatnot, but they're mm-hmm. like 
you're not culminating like five franchises into one, if that makes sense. So I think they had to build those pillars, and that's why it was so successful. But again, like if you were to, because I hate saying it like this, I feel like you really didn't get a DC Justice League, like true justice kind of film. Like it just, it just wasn't that great until the Snyder Cut came out, um, at least in my opinion. And I feel like they've they've wrecked that, and it's a formula that Marvel created that Marvel can can do, but no one else has been able to replicate it yet. And I think that with the, you could probably start a film and build a franchise off of, but I think like you said, you couldn't start this like you couldn't use this film and start an entire universe. You had to build up to it. So I agree there. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I think even, I mean, you think about, you know, the DC Universe couldn't get it. Even Universal tried to do their dark universe, like their classic horror movies, and then they tried to do it with the Dracula Untold thing, and they said nope, so then they tried to do it with The Mummy of Tom Cruise, and that was a bust, and they just kind of killed that whole universe, and it's like, you know, any other movie franchise were like, ooh, let's try to build a universe based on these characters, like, Really, Marvel's the only one who's really done it well and has pulled it off where anybody else has kind of floundered. So do you think that's because it created a standard, that Marvel created the standard and no one else has been able to replicate that? Like, instead of everybody doing their own thing, like, like, hey, like, I can do something like that, but we're going to make our own DC or monster movie or... uh, the dark universe, like whatever it is, whatever franchise, do you think that it's because Marvel set that standard and we we're just kind of like, Hey, this is where it's at. I think, I think it's twofold, Jordan. I think it has to do with a, everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what properties do we own as a film studio that we can do? Even when you think about Warner brothers, they're kind of doing something with the Godzilla and King Kong and then like Kong Island and Godzilla. And then they kind of had, those two things, but again, you're yeah. only working with two properties and trying to mash them together, which seem to kind of fit. Um, so I think that's the first part. The second part is because Marvel was doing it so well and they saw how much they were making it killing in a box office. It was almost like everybody was trying to rush to kind of create their own universe and kind of give up about hype of, hey, here's this plan. Here's where we're going. We're going to do this. And they were thinking so far ahead that they weren't dealing with the basics where they were running before they could even walk exactly like they, they they skipped all the steps yeah i think that's why dc really failed and their their portion was because they tried to put justice league without establishing aquaman at that point wonder woman i think had just come out that same summer and you really hadn't attached to some of these characters yet so mm-hmm. michael what about you bud what did you think about yeah. this kind of ending phase one did you feel like it was a, a it did it justice do you think that it was eh what were your thoughts? I think I'm going to go the opposite of Scott, but I really enjoyed it. I think it was just a good culmination and similar to Infinity War, which we covered you know, in another episode. Like It was the first time that you brought these group of uh, characters together, and I think that they did really well. Like Even the part where, like, um, where, where Tony's playing off Banner and then even Cap's playing off a of Banner when they get onto the ship, like... It's just, you see all these firsts, right? And it's just, for me, was was really cool. And back in 2012, which is when this, was it 2012? Yeah, yeah. May of 2012. 2012 Yeah, 2012, when this film came out, like, it was just, um, 
I think it was iconic for its time. And like, you know, if you were a fan of the individual films, you know, I think it was a first look, you know, and we talk a lot about them testing the waters with, uh, you know, buddy movies and different kind of scenarios with uh, these miniseries that we're seeing on Disney plus now, but it's just, I thought it was really cool to see for the first time that many, you know, superheroes in the same space at the same time. Cause like, Again, with Infinity War, like you saw Guardians and Thor together. You saw uh, when they were all in Titan together with Doctor Strange and, and, and Iron Man. Like for the first time, though, we had Iron Man and we had Hulk and we had Thor and we had Captain America and we had all this these different pairings that you know we have not seen before. Like you know, with other uh, franchises like Batman, you would see Batman and Robin, or you know, um, you know, just other superhero movies that we we often we often reference here on nerd talk. It's just, has there was, has there ever been at this point, And I'm referencing 2012, that many superheroes in one place at one time. There I think we count many? fast like, and furious. I, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Well, I, I, I think no. that the only film that had that many kind of I heroes, love those movies, but I don't think they're, they're superheroes. I think superhero wise, the only movie at that point was any of the X-Men films. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, as far as like X Men, do you think X Men like they're kind of their own group? Yeah, X Men is kind like, of like I, yeah. I feel like Avengers movies. You build those pillars, like Scott and I were talking about a few minutes ago. You go in and and you build those up, then you go and culminate into one film, and then like you can break back out. Where the X Men, the X Men is just kind of the same series. Like you will still see the same gr- core group. Now you might see a few members hop in and out depending on movies and whatnot, but like. X-Men, X2, and The Last Stand, for the most part, had the same casting all the way around. Yeah. And so, like, and to your point, back to, to Avengers, I um, I really enjoyed it. I, I threw it on today when you let us know this morning that we were going to cover this tonight. Like, I just went back, and it's just amazing. It's almost like, you know, we all watch different shows, and we stream different shows. It's almost like when you... Um, you watch that very first episode, you watch the entire series, you see how much they mature, change, like even from a physical appearance, like just how much younger they look. Like, oh, and yeah. I just can't get over how much like, and we'll get in, like, we'll get into the Thor and like who are, who was our favorite Avenger and stuff this later, which uh, ironically is not Thor for me in this movie, but like, look how young Hemsworth looked in this movie comparative. Oh yeah. Speaking to what he looks like now and, and, and Avengers Endgame and moving forward to guardians three and to Thor love and thunder. Like he looks completely different. Yeah. So well, what did you think of this first movie Avengers wise? Oh goodness. It's one of my favorites, but I don't know this movie. I'll, I'll give you some of my initial thoughts and just some of my thoughts uh, from when I rewatch it. When this thing first thoughts, came out your thoughts from your thoughts, from your thoughts, my thoughts, my got thoughts on thoughts on thoughts. I got thoughts on thoughts on thoughts. Anyway, um, when this first came out, when, when they were building to this phase, man, I was, even though I was like hardcore DC, um, mad respect for Chick over there, <laughs> even though he's not here with us today. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to bat for him. But I was like, I'm like, oh, I, I wanted this to do well, but I was skeptical because if this does well, we could also get a Justice League. And we did get a Justice League and a Snyder League. But I was just going like, I, I I could watch those Avengers movies like the opening weekend. I didn't need to go see them on Thursdays. And Avengers, I chose I was going to see it on a Friday, even though it was still opening night. Uh, I, I'm like, no one's going to see it. No one's going to bug me because no one's bugged me about the other f- five movies. Like, no one's seeing this. I don't know if I told the story, but everybody 
the beginning morning was asking me who's the per have i told the story i've uh, not heard this who was the purple guy 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 i had like seven messages because everyone knew i was the comic book dork over here and i'm like uh what <laughs> so i was looking, looking at marvel purple guys and all this stuff like and someone's like oh yeah we found it out it's a thanos guy and i'm like I'm like Thanos is in this thing. What? And that was like the one thing that was spoiled for me. But I was like, I literally told because someone one one of those seven or eight people told me that. But I told everyone it's like, please be quiet. I haven't seen it yet. They're like, gas. Oh, yes, we haven't. But like, as the vulture and a lot of people like to say during Phase Three, world's changing, boys. Uh, and when that happened, like it made. I, I mean, there were some other pillars like Smallville, theory, and other things that was kind of making nerd culture cool and whatnot. But. Uh, I, Stuff changed uh, when this uh, phase started, so it, it well stuff. Go, to, go ahead. To pig, to piggyback Will off of your DC comment, I'm a big DC like I'm Batman's my my favorite mm -hmm. right of yeah. DC, and like I forgot that the Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012 as well. It came out mm -hmm. in July. Avengers, what we're talking about tonight, you know, came out in May, and so like you know, it was a good year for movies. However, like I I'm you know I'm a big mark for Christian Bale and the Dark Knight trilogy and the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Like I just. Yeah. There was a lot of speculation around then too, like if they were going to keep him, or because yeah. like I think Man of Steel hype was starting to come around, going like, mm -hmm. oh, and Christopher Nolan's helping over here, could they make this work somehow? Yeah, I, so, re I remember when that um, when that talk was happening. Oh goodness, uh, that would have been cool. But hey, multiverse Flash, who knows? I mean, there might be secrets. I was I was waiting for you to do a Bane impression. Um, Will. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll break back. All right, but we my thoughts today and just on previous rewatches, like watching this today, I don't know how far Feige was thinking ahead, but like there is stuff in this that pays off tenfold in Endgame, and it just even everyone's favorite Age of Ultron, their stuff. Like we're still dealing with that silly scepter over there. Because uh, I, I, for uh, the people at home, I started watching Age of Ultron immediately after because it gets recommended on Disney Plus and. I still will go to bat for it, and in a couple of podcasts we'll talk about that. But I, um, just, I mean, it, it did the phase justice. I mean, it did like an impossible task. Like, I mean, we got Joss Whedon, who was controversies between language. Uh, he is a great character worker in building those relationships, like the science bros. I think that's like a whole missed opportunity that we could have had in phase two more with Ruffalo and Iron Man. But like, what we do get is great. I mean, when Caps when cap enters the room and we see him boxing in just any moment he has chef's kiss uh no no surprise here it did the impossible task of setting up a new hulk who didn't get his own movie i mean yeah he those events are canon to him but like this is ruffalo's first outing as the hulk uh i also would count this technically as hawkeye's first outing because like oh what he aimed to he aimed a bow and arrow he had like he five seconds on screen movie. yeah yeah, and even then, I would say his. I think that's like the only shortcoming of this movie that that Hawkeye gets kind of screwed and is mind controlled for most of the movie, unfortunately. Uh, and just uh, I posted it on Instagram uh, when I was doing homework for this. Uh, just like I always get hyped when that first assemble happens, man. Like mm. the dun dun and dun, like the theme just like starts coming up. I'm like, oh, it I gets feel me like, hyped every time. I feel like when we listen to music, you have like Star Wars. And then, like, the Avengers kind of hits right up there. And then, like, you got Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. You have, like, very iconic songs and songs that, that just happen. And, like, I feel like the initial Avengers, like, assembling together is just so iconic. And you could play it anywhere and most people will know, oh, hey, that was the Avengers. Like, if they've, if they've seen any Avengers movie because it gets referenced so many times. 
Yeah. Oh, and just so two so two things I want to piggyback real quick off of what Will said. Um, first, the the music today when I was doing a rewatch of it this afternoon, two, two things I noticed like and we talked about Will you were mentioning like you know paying off in the end game here we are 10, 11 years later right like the the payoff like I watched like I said I rewatched the Avengers this afternoon and some of the themes that Alan Sylvester uses who's the composer for the Avengers films. Um, there's some of those original themes, not like the actual theme of the Avengers. Like it is, that's there obviously. However, there were some stuff in there that I heard today that like I, I didn't realize as we're going back and rewatching these and discussing these that like, man, Alan Silvestri made that stuff happen like 10, 11 years ago. And like you're hearing it in, in Endgame. You're hearing it in Infinity War. Yeah. And it's subtle. It's little subtle things that you don't think about. The other thing, Will, and I didn't notice, notice this until today. And, and I've seen a, you know, the Avengers hundred times, but when widow black widow is kind of interrogating Loki when he's in that cell, he, he mentions, uh, the red room. And I had never caught it. And like, he had said something about like, you know, how much red can you take? And like, Oh, the red in your ledger. Yeah. Room. Yes. What? He's referencing the red room, which is what they yeah, reference. In black widow. Draco or whatever. Draco's yeah, daughter. Like, yeah, he says Drakov's daughter, and that's the whole payoff yeah, with, yeah. with Black Widow. Like that movie set yeah. up so much. And so like yeah. I was like, how did I not catch that? Same thing with like Iron Man, right? He they mentioned the Ten Rings, which is later mentioned in Shang-Chi. Like all those years later. Like it's just incredible how they continue to tie them up. Sorry, gents. I I, I hogged it. I just was reminded as No, I it's cool. If it, if it wasn't gonna be you, it was gonna be me hogging it. So but <laughs> rather no. <laughs> today I caught some of that stuff, and I was just yeah. like, I had to get it out as we talk yeah. about Avengers today. Well, just even uh, before uh, the movie ends, they talk about like rolling out the like it's one of Fury's plans to stop the Chitauri attack. But like, wh where are we at with Phase Two? It's just like Whedon, Feige, we we know what you're doing. Phase Two starts after this. Uh, so mm -hmm. I just so much clever writing and just great dynamics, and uh, there it just has like. I know we're probably going to talk about it more, but like, there's just like moments that like you could see on a page. Like, no disrespect to Infinity War and Endgame, but like, and there are some good moments in there that I'm like, oh, that that's a panel, that's a panel, that's a splash page. But like, like when they like we go through the city, like we're, we're seeing Iron Man doing the combo move off of Cap to him flying and helping Hawkeye out. It's just like, oh my god! Like, I wish people could see me visually right now. It is, oh my god! Like, it takes me back to a little kid, like. When I think about it, like I think I had like happy tears, and I think it was like the first time until Star. I think because uh, when the prequels came out, I would always be late to seeing those. It's like my having that that sort of that that Star Wars moment, like yeah, and like it, I just would flip out. But oh my god, it's yeah. it's such a good film. And just uh, I, I could put it on the background and just I sometimes like I, I always pull up the cat boxing scene when I'm boxing sometimes just to like get motivated a little bit more. If I'm not feeling it. So, yeah, those are my uh, thoughts on the movie. <laughs> I love it. I know that for me, I think this this film kind of was the end and it made sure that we knew like, hey, this is the mark. Like we will end a phase with an Avengers film. And I thought that was done really well. Uh, as you guys were talking, I started thinking about some of the payoffs that we get later on. Like we get even throwbacks with Loki. Like they, they just <laughs> kind of refilmed from a different angle. And with with Endgame and then it starts off a Loki series and you get to see some of that. And it's like you can go back to that same movie and create so much hype for another character. 
So, and speaking of characters, who was your favorite? Who was your guys' favorite out of the original Avengers? There's six of them. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie, for all of our listeners, our, our cast here is Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. So out of those six main Avengers, who was your guys' favorite? And I'm going to start with Will on this one. Who was my favorite one, Avenger? One. Will, I, one. All right, I will say my one. One. I will no, say one. No, but one. He's over here like honorable mention. There's six. We're, there's four people have, here. There's four people. I'm just going to say a sentence that if I didn't love Cap so much, Mark Ruffalo did a brilliant job as the Hulk. But with all that being said, it is Captain America. I just seen him be such a dork can, in, in being like a fish out of water. I mean, and there's still going to be a little bit of that in Quarter Soldier, but like he seems more cool and confident. Like he's like he has been, like I said, using the Internet so helpful and, and all that. So from that first boxing scene to him uh, fighting uh, Loki, like that was giving me huge Superman vibes because like he was asking them to kneel. and I was just the superman fan in me is going like oh, like neil before zod and all that oh my god <laughs> and just the suit is uh I, I i i think i'm like a huge defender of it but i do admit it is one of the weaker ones uh but captain we do puerto get, rico captain yeah. puerto rico slash also the america's ass suits uh uh and i'm also wearing a training america's butt t-shirt uh <laughs> over here i don't know if you we're catching that or if you can read it backwards but yeah, uh, it, and and it also just starts some of that early conflict that will pay off later in age of ultron and um just him and fury a little bit for winter soldier like even if it wasn't intentional like just like having like cap be so stern and like set in his ways and going like hey like what we're doing here is not right or like oh hey like uh fury you lied to me already you were gonna use the tesseract for weapons and now you're using project insight over here and then like the put on the suit moment when they're all feuding with each other in the room with the set and just him like taking charge and leading. Cause like, of course, Iron Man is the modern, he's the tech guy. He can, he, he knows what's what, and he's the big brain, but like he, he definitely like kneeled and was like, Hey Cap, I don't know what I'm doing here with like leading stuff. Uh, you point us in the direction. Uh, I'll just shoot pew, 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 pew. And just uh, Chris Evans steals the show and uh, everyone gets a moment to sign. And, it, and Hawkeye gets some moments here and there. And uh, do you see this? With the Loki thing. Micah, do you see what? this? He's over here, like, giving all these honorable mentions. He's, like, sliding it in. He's like, Hawkeye's got this. Not Black Widow's got mentions. this. Robert Downey Jr., Iron I'm Man's just, got this. I was just saying everybody, I was saying everybody gets a moment to shine. Hawkeye, less so, unfortunately. I'm not trying to bash on Hawkeye here. I'm just saying just to play your off what you TikTok from the other day was Jordan, this, Jordan, this right you here. Should, you should just do the intro, hit the record button, and just let Will go. Just let Will go. go. <laughs> It's like I'll, I'll try to learn how to do your guys' voices, and then I'll, I'll have puppets in my arms anyway. Uh, but uh, just with the even payoff with the Kate Bishop's house being attacked, and we, and we see it from a different point of view later. I'll stop right there. She wasn't even I, in that movie. Not... She wasn't even in there. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to hit the entire Marvel oh, universe at this point. Did, were you guys even listening to what I said, though? I was saying, like, I get how that. you were saying with Loki spinoff, I was saying, like, we even get, like, I, I was playing off of that. Okay. Captain America's okay. my choice. Captain America's my choice. I'm ending it there because I'm going to I'm gonna get ragged on if I say another Avenger's name. Sorry, what was that, Scott? Uh, I said, don't forget that the scrolls were in this movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, not oh, to mention. <laughs> and I do stand corrected, Scott. I'm sorry. Kate Bishop was born. It was just a perspective from the movie. She was just a small child at this point. Yeah. Yep. She was there. So, Scott, who was your favorite Avenger in this film? 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Hulk, and and for the purpose, I know I talked about this when we did the Incredible Hulk, but just seeing Mark um, Ruffio play the Hulk as opposed to Edward Norton, the way he played the Hulk was so much different than anyone else who's played the Hulk before. Where yes. it seems like it seems like every time when you think about the Hulk, they always do the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde trope, which is you have this very smart, brilliant person who's trying to solve a problem to kind of figure out how to stop the monster or the beast inside. So it's always intelligence versus emotions. Yeah. And that's how it's always played out. That's how Eric Bana played it out. That's how Edward Norton played it out. With Mark Ruffio, it's like it was emotions and emotions. Yeah, he's a scientist, but you had a more sensitive, more sensitive kind of a nurturing Bruce Banner in opposition of a rageful Hulk. And I think that worked a lot better for just your casual movie audience and even people who are just getting sick of seeing you don't like me when I'm angry and then he starts destroying things and it's just chaos and carnage. So I felt like that, and just even doing that, that led to a lot of more story telling moments from from you know him being in Age of Ultron with uh, Black Widow to the things the relationship he has with Thor and Ragnarok like that kind of helps shape a more emotionally depth character than where all the other anytime you see a Hulk it's always based on a one dimensional character yeah yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they they changed enough to keep it fresh. So, yeah. Because, I mean, like, the Hulk, he could have been just uh, the, the same, you won't like me when I'm angry. Like, they could have done that, but I think that they learned from some, some issues and said, hey, let's give him some depth. Let's help build this character. And I wonder if part of that is because they knew that they didn't have the rights moving forward to distribute a Hulk movie. And so, because, like, his story kind of spans over a, quite a few other movies. And so I wonder if they were like, hey, let's give this character depth so that way, like, as he's in everybody else's movies and in these Avengers movies and whatnot, like, he will still feel relevant to everybody else. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, all right, Micah, who's your favorite character? I don't know. Now that Will's got it covered. Um, <laughs> uh, I said Captain America and gave one sentence to Mark Ruffalo. I was just... Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Not, and I he said Iron Man. Will, I love you. I just... I, I, just uh, I, 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 I regret even doing that TikTok now. No, <laughs> Will, my I love favorite. you. I love the perspective. I love the perspective that you bring. You have so much knowledge, yeah. so much more than I do. Um, the attention to detail is amazing. I, I just love it. I love you. I think it's great. Um, I was actually going to say Hulk, Banner, Mark Ruffalo, but since the other guys briefly mentioned him, um, I, I think I mean, I'll go with Iron Man on this one. You can still go with the Hulk. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, but like I just – I. If I could just piggyback off of what Scott and Wilbo said, like Ruffalo did a really good job. It was just like, I think his entire casting throughout the MCU has been great. Like the whole, you know, just different iterations of the Hulk that we get with Professor and then like, you know, 
am just smashing everything. And guess what? Age of Ultron. Um, just you get different iterations to what Scott uh, to to the different like um, like to what Scott's saying. Like you get uh, just enough, and there's brilliant acting. He's good when he's Banner, right? He's not just Hulk smash. He's a good Banner, and he's a good Hulk. So, uh, but you know, since Scott picked him, I, I think I would, if I didn't pick him, I'd probably go with Iron Man and simply because, and, and not so much Iron Man as I would say Tony Stark, just because he, to piggyback off of Ruffalo, to piggyback off of Banner, how he kind of interacted with Banner in this movie and kind of tried to push his buttons to see if he could get him to Hulk up to pick his What's brain. What's your secret? As as being a Bongo drum, big bag of weed, and then zaps him. Yeah. Like, Yes. And then Cap's like, "Have you lost your mind?" <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just—it's so good. Like I, well, you know. what, what's really funny is in that same portion while he's doing that, he then offers him blueberries from the bag. Like, yes. like he yeah. zaps him and then he feeds him. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, did we Pavlov's dog this?" Yeah, and so like I mean, you could say, and and you know, it's on the record for for Nerd Talk fans out there, like. You know, Thor, you know, Cap is your guys is, is Jordan and, and Will's favorite, you know, Avenger. Thor's really mine, but in this movie, he, to me, other than him getting Loki in that scene in the woods, like, that's really not my, that's not my favorite version of, of Thor. Like, I would probably pick Cap, I would probably pick Hulk before I would ever pick Thor in this movie. Do you think that the reason that Thor wasn't your favorite hero is because it wasn't a Thor Avenger film, if that makes sense? Like, his his big no. Avenger was more like Infinity War, Endgame, where, like, he, he yeah. had a lot more depth, where the first yeah, one was more of a Iron Man kind of film, more Captain America, mm -hmm. more more of that kind of, like, initial finding out who the leader of this group is and, and formation versus, like, hey— you lost everything, and here you're going to go build yourself a new weapon, and then you're going to have grief and then have to redeem yourself and then come in and kick butt, take names. Like, do you think that that is why you might not? No, I just I, – I, I still think that he was – they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Gotcha. Okay. Right, we talked – we recorded another episode on Thor, the first Thor movie, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Will and, and Jordan, and, like, we talked about, like, the film was kind of all over the place. We just didn't know who Thor was, right? We didn't know who Thor was as a character very much, and it just—he was still trying to come into his own. And I think this was just kind of a continuation of this. And when I was watching it this afternoon, I thought his suit was super lame in this movie. I just, especially like when he's—they're on the ship together, and he doesn't have his cape on, and it's just him and kind of his partial armor, and his arms are sticking Summer out. Summer gear. Like, I, yeah, I just thought it wasn't wasn't his best suit, right? And he. You know, there wasn't a lot of depth to him in this film. And, you know, knowing what we know now with Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, going forward with Love and Thunder, and, you know, Guardians 3, like, he's crushing it. He's going on all cylinders now as Thor and as, you know, just being, you know, Hemsworth as a, as a brilliant actor. So, yeah, Jordan, I don't think it was um, that, that it wasn't a, a Thor Avengers movie. I, I just don't think that he was there yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. And he wasn't even in, well, like he, he just, I really don't think that he came into his own until Ragnarok. I, I, I just, I just, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. We, we give the dark world, we give the dark world crap. We give age of Ultron crap, but 
Like he didn't really come in. Like he to me wasn't really like Thor God of Thunder till Ragnarok. I will say, as much as we all kind of nag on Dark World, Thor is actually good in Dark World. Like oh, I think I think so too. But like yeah, I'm just saying like coming into his own is like you know the God of Thunder, you know King of Asgard. You know he really just evolves if if that's the right word i don't know if that's the right if you guys could help me out with that that would be great but like i think that's when he i think truly, he grows like, as a character we talk about yes yeah absolutely i don't know kind of went on a tangent but i think yeah i don't think it was oh this has to be the thor avengers movie i think two with this being the end of phase one like we're still trying to figure out who tony stark is we're still trying to figure out how who, you know who captain america is and then like arguably one of the top, you know, maybe top three, if not one of the best Avengers movies or MCU movies, Winter Soldier doesn't happen until phase two. Right? Yeah. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, we're just getting started. We're just priming the pump with, with the end of phase one. We yeah. are still laying the groundwork at this moment. Like, cause they, no, no film has ever brought someone like a massive universe together until this point. And so they're, they're, they're having to figure that out. Um, so each character is going to kind of get enough screen time, but you're still trying to figure it out. I know for me, I love myself some Captain America, but I think Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was who I originally loved the most. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't love Cap because Lord knows I love me some Captain America. But I think that yeah, we knew at this point who Iron Man was. And like we had two full movies we started to really grasp that character, and he had a lot of good screen time with Avengers, and I think that like he kind of stole the show in a lot of ways. I think Captain America is phenomenal. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one at all. Uh, I think he he's just an amazing character, and I think that he had some amazing moments, like when he goes in and he tells everybody like like here's here set the perimeter and then he goes in and then like uh takes out the chitauri they throw the bomb at him and like he shields and is like blown out of the window and like there's some really good moments with cap but i don't think that this was the movie that i loved cap the most in i think robert downey jr stole the show for me so here's my here's a question that i started thinking about uh because this this specifically this whole movie is based pretty much like a parallel to the avengers issue number one Back in, in the 60s, they came out with Avengers issue number one, and it was uh, – and you guys talked about Hawkeye, and I, I love this because I don't know if you guys know this part. So the original villain was Loki, and and he, like, used the Hulk as his, his pawn, like, to help form the Avengers. And so with that, I think that when they set this up, looking back at it, I think instead of using the Hulk to just go around and, like, smash everything, they used Hawkeye – to, to kind of lay some of that same foundation work, they just chose a different character because Hawkeye wasn't on the original team. So, here's my question for you guys, though. If you could have added or subbed out Avengers and put someone else on this team out of anybody that we've had, anybody that you're hoping to see in the MCU, who would you have added and why? And I want to start with Mike on this one. You get one, right? Yeah, yeah, one. Um, honestly, I, I would have probably brought Ant-Man into the fold a little bit earlier. And the reason being is because we don't get him to Voltron. And I think you say that like Jordan, he was, he was originally. So, so thought, 
him and Captain Marvel were kind of teased or thought about being brought into that fold. Yeah. So, so Ant-Man actually created Ultron in the comics, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Scott Lang. It was Hank Pym. So here's my question okay. to, to, to go with your Ant-Man. Would you have rather seen Hank Pym or would you have rather seen uh, Scott, Scott Lang? Lang? Scott Lang. Okay. hundred percent. Just because he's hilarious because, you know, he just <laughs> give me, give me, give me some, uh, Paul Rudd. Gosh, why can I? Paul Rudd. Thank you. I was watching Friends the other day, and I'm like, I just saw him. Like, I just, so um, yeah, Paul Rudd. Give me some Paul Rudd all day long. Not that there's anything wrong with with uh, Hank, but it's just they play well off each other in that movie. But uh, I, I think, yeah, hundred percent Ant Man. I think, I think, you know how we just talked about how um, Banner and Cap and 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 uh, Tony Stark kind of play well with each other with kind of like a comedic element in the first Avengers movie. Like imagine adding Scott Lang to that fold. Like oh, I yeah. think it would have just been great. It it would have, but well, I don't know that we were way, ready for it. In a way, in Endgame, he is there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But this movie didn't come out in yeah. 2000. I know. I love. I know. I love when they're in Hawkeye. When they're in the uh, the musical, he's like, "I was there. That guy was not." I know that he was not there, yeah. and I, I'm I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, so. But yes, I I would have totally done, me some, Scott Lang, some Ant Man, and and like just imagine like some of the like how they could have done things differently with you know the the final battle in that movie, or even, you know, when they go to capture Loki, like if, if it wasn't you know Tony Stark you know beating down on Loki, it could have been, you know. Ant-Man with a sneak attack. I don't know. Like, yeah. possibilities could have been endless with that. Will, what about you, bud? To me, huh? Well, I was going to say if I could have a sentence, I want to echo... This is my sentence. It's not an honorable mention, but since this, it does take a lot of callbacks from the first team-up of the Avengers, His I do think TikTok it would have been cool is to have an or a Wasp there since they were hyped. I'm not, this is not my pick. This is not an honorable mention, but I just, I do feel a little bit lacking because I was a huge Earth's Mightiest Heroes fan and then also the comic. My real choice uh, would be ca- uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, give her some development and kind of have her and Maria Hill play off of each other. Be like, like some. Steve, you said a bad language word. This woman just showing like she's a, similar how, to, how we're giving mm-hmm. Nick Fury, Maria. Oh, I'm going to get the language thing I just realized right now. <laughs> um, uh, just like how we're having the human element of Fury Hill and Coulson and Sitwell and a bunch of the other agents that we'll come to know and love uh, or not love because we'll find out they're secretly Nazis. Spoilers for Winter Soldier. It's been out for a long time, guys. Uh, but just have Carol be like a part of the team. But then uh, when like, I don't know, when the portal explodes or maybe during the initial Chitauri attack, maybe the Tesseract or like some of that technology like blows up near her and... Um, they need to like take her in, but then, like one of the post credit scenes could be like her floating in her bed, like she's getting her powers, something to tease her in phase two. I don't know, uh, but that's that's what I would have liked because uh, as much I mean, it's no surprise here. I don't like Captain Marvel, but I like Brie Larson, and I like some things that movie tries to do. Uh, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, Will, like and Jordan and Scott or whoever yeah. wants to answer this, but like if 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 Captain Marvel was introduced early on, I know you guys aren't huge fans of Captain Marvel. I am. But like, would would you still want it to be Brie Larson? Captain Marvel. Would you like it to be her? If it, if if she was in fact introduced that early on, would you like it to be Brie Larson? She was a big a, enough. Simply name because of the fact. 
Go well, ahead. Just no, no, no. Like simply for the fact of like, yeah, it could have give her more character development, and then like in the long run, and then come back and give her a movie all those years later. Like if if she would have been in the first Avengers, giving her that character development, and then give her a movie, like would you would you still prefer Brie Larson? Would you would you like somebody else? I'm just trying to think of the time who would have been a good actress. Uh, but, but but I mean, well, really. <laughs> So, so I like Brie Larson. She, I I can't wait for the Marvels and because just like a little bit we see in Endgame and Shang Chi, like that's some of the personality from the comics that I wanted so bad. But I'm just, I don't think in 2012 Brie Larson was a big household name or like doing enough. But like also Marvel, but Marvel has been doing a good job that maybe this could have been like one of Brie Larson's like first outings, breakout hits, uh, yeah, a breakout hit for her. I'm like, oh, we wait. Why was uh, Brie Larson floating or whatever? Like that, because it could have been a cool thing. Yeah. But, but maybe, Brie, maybe, maybe Larson's I can't... 32. She's 32 years old right now, and that's 2012. That's 10 years, so she would have been 22 years old when that happened. Yeah. So she was really young. Yeah. So maybe my vote would be: uh, I love her, uh, and she's already got like the sci-fi cred. Maybe Katie Sackhoff, since she's already blonde and like tough, bad ba, and just. Uh, that that would have been my pick at the time. It's a very like nerdy, obvious pick, but I, I might do some googling while you guys do your other picks. <laughs> I think for me, I would have loved to see, and this is just because there was a meme, and I just I always get a really good laugh out of it. There was a picture of Amy Poehler photoshopped as Captain Marvel, and I die every single time I see it. And I'm like, I think that would have been a fun pick. So, uh, yeah, there's that. So, uh. I think for me, if I could have added anybody, I think maybe Doctor Strange might have been who I would have added. Oh. I think Doctor Strange would have been a really cool, but not necessarily on the team. I would have added him like into the movie and like had him at least acknowledged like, hey, I'm a surgeon. Hey, this is going on. Hey, this is kind of where I'm at. And like just to have some of those characters just be there. They don't have to physically sort of like, like be a part of it just to be there. Sort of like what they did with um. Wow, what's her name? The great one. Yeah, the yeah. ancient one. The ancient one. Or the ancient one. I'm sorry. The ancient one. Like how they did it in Endgame. Like even though they were going back in time, like she just made a brief cameo. Yeah. And same thing with same thing with No Way Home with Matt Murdock. You know, like it was just that five seconds of hey, you need a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Like it was you just don't, you don't you know have who it was, and. If they would have done that with Doctor Strange, that would have been really cool. And I have a pick. She was, still would have been young. Hayden Panettiere. Sorry to cut you off, Jordan. Oh, but that, I, I oh Hayden Panettiere. Yes, she, I would have been all over that one. Yes. I agree with you there. I think that she was she was a good pick. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, they, there were a lot of really good characters, and there was a lot of good development. But I think that anybody who kind of – I don't think, like, you could have added Black Panther well. I think if you would have said, like, a United Nations meeting – here in the United States and Wakanda was representing or like something like that I could see and then like maybe you just see one spot where like his super strength uh when when like something falls or like a Chitari comes in and he like protects somebody like oh my king we'll, we will save you and he's like no and just like like I, I could see background stuff but there's really no need at that point um Spider-Man at that point like I'm glad we got the younger kid Spider-Man not college-age Spider-Man. I was really happy with that, so that way we could have him later. 
I would have loved to see like a young Peter Parker or something like that, like referencing back in. I think that would have been great. So, mm-hmm. Scott, well, that almost happened with uh, Garfield. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Hey Scott, um, yeah, we're talking about if you could have added or subbed out an Avenger uh, to to kind of change the team or even adding them in as a cameo into the film. Who would you add into this film? And this could be someone who's been introduced in the MCU, TV shows. Maybe this is someone that hasn't even shown up yet. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, how about the Human Torch? Oh, wait, he was already in that. In, in the <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I think I would go with uh, Micah, and I would say Ant-Man. I would put him in, but I would actually put in I don't know if I would put in Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, but maybe someone who could have been a little bit younger. Um, so, I mean, that would probably be my pick, just okay. to kind of keep the integrity of the original um, like Avengers the comic. comic and who were those original ones. So would you want Wasp in there as well? Like in, I think Like I think instead so. of like you've got uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, which neither of them were even created at that point. Would you have rather seen Ant-Man and, and Wasp in there instead? I would, and even and even like you know, thinking about what we see in the Ant-Man movies, it would be interesting to see how you could tie in um, the original Wasp getting into the uh, quantum realm, and something happens, like maybe with the Tesseract or something, and then that mm-hmm. kind of sets up something kind of then you can kind of play that off in and then Scott Lang ends up finding her in the later Ant-Man films that would have been cool too yeah absolutely so we've got this big bad guy Loki what are your guys' thoughts on Loki as a villain and do you think that it would have been still as good a film um, if they would have chosen a different villain so I want to start over here with Scott so I mean, I think having Loki as the villain is smart because he's so, you know, it kind of when you think about a villain, you have to have a villain that has some type of motivation, uh, some type of plan, and and kind of an evilness, but in some ways, kind of have some type of connection to the character. So like with Loki, it's like, okay, this guy's a villain, but yet you, you also kind of like him as well. You know, he's not, yeah, he's not like a villain where you're just like, dude, I absolutely hate this guy. And I just hope he dies um, or just gets, or just gets written off. Cause you just don't like him, which is, you know, kind of jumping forward. I think that's why when you look at infinity war, why, even though Thanos is this big, bad villain, you can kind of almost sympathize with why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, that's fair. So do you think it would have done the same kind of aspect, and and maybe you kind of started to answer this, do you think it would have been as meaningful if it was a character like MODOK? Like, that it Uh. still would have brought them together, but, like, you're not necessarily sympathizing with them? Like, does the sympathy, like, the the fact that we like Loki as a character, do you think that that was even needed? Or, like, could we have gotten away with a character like MODOK who could have brought a a big group in and things like that? It's, you know, and I think, Jordan, that's a a hard tell 
Because I think if you put like a Modoc in, I don't know if it would work. I really don't know if that would work very, very well. Because um, even, I mean, I mean, if you think of all the villains looking at the, at the, looking at the first four, even if you want to throw Iron Man two in there, you know, those villains were had a certain role that you could easily connect with in some ways. Um, so, you know, if you throw a Modoc in, it's like, well, how does this character fit into everything else? And, okay. and you don't want to get to like a dark world situation where you have a villain, but he's there, but you don't really, it's not very memorable. Yeah. Okay. So do you, so I'm going to kind of ask one quick question with the Modoc thing. Cause, cause we're talking about this. Do you think that Modoc could be used later very well, or do you think it it's just a hey, this is the character you just don't use? I think I think now because Marvel Studios has established themselves as being able to write great stories and use the plethora of Marvel uh, heroes and villains within their mythological universe. I mean, it's very easy that you could probably put a live-action MODOK into the MCU, and it actually could work now. I don't know if that could have worked in its earlier stages, but I definitely think it could work now. Okay. Awesome. Love the insight. Will, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you like Loki? Do you think that a different villain could have played that same role? really like Loki and it kind of plays into what we were just talking about with the last uh, round table question here and just our general conversation. It harkens back to the original comic yet again. Uh, I mean, do I want to see that in every interpretation of the Avengers? Not necessarily. And maybe another villain or maybe even setting up that Hydra still around in this time could have worked. But I think as we saw with Steppenwolf, a, a guy that we in Justice League just to compare, um, uh, Steppenwolf, does, I, I, it's, one, it's not my first choice. He's not that interesting, if I'm being honest with you. Um, there's some stuff there, but it, I, it's not nearly as cool as Loki. He's just like a big hulking gray monster. I'm like, cool, but like Loki, like that's uh, for all uh, like a, a human dude. He's got some depth. Like he wants the Earth, and he wants to like be a ruler somewhere, since he knows he's never going to get that at Asgard. And stuff has been happening between Thor and now to make him either maybe more delusional. He's made some bargains and deals that we don't know about behind the scenes. And um, uh, I don't know if, uh, and, yeah. let me go back. Um, I think Loki was ultimately the better choice there. I- I'm sure Whedon and Feige could have found like some other villain that had never been introduced. Would a MODOK work? Maybe not necessarily. I think everybody would, I think if they did a MODOK, I think, in hind- since I know he's the antagonist of the Avengers game that came out not that long ago, uh, I think that would maybe be the one thing that came out of nowhere. Everyone's like, oh, like the Avengers were playing off good, but that MODOK dude, what the heck was going on with those special effects yeah. if they did that at the time? Uh, but I think if we did another villain, I would say either Hydra and dare I say, give Baron Strucker something to do since like they completely waste him in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Micah, what about you, bud? Are we 
changing the villain or are we happy with loki as the villain that's yeah that's like the that's the question right there is is did you like loki or would you want to change him? but if you changed him who would you change him to to loki or not to loki that is the question um <laughs> i god i figured you would laugh mr peter guy uh, <laughs> no i my wife is a big fan of loki and everything that he does in the mcu I think he's great. And like knowing what we know now as far as the Loki series and what he does in Ragnarok and you know it's just a great I think he's a great antagonist, right? Like I don't think he's the best villain ever, but I think he's great for like he could play a good guy, but he he's a really good bad guy. He's a menace, like, right? So he could do he could do either side of the coin. Um if if we were like if am I subbing out a villain if it wasn't for Loki? Yeah, I mean if if you think that there's someone that would do a good bad guy for the Avengers to assemble against because this is their first outing. So is is there anyone yeah. that you think that would have been a good alternate? So I think you when you sent us our like our questions um earlier um you know I mentioned it in another episode, and I don't know which one it was that we did, but, like, I I really want to know more about Ronan, right? And so, like, Ronan happened, you know, like, we see him briefly in Captain Marvel, which takes place in the early 90s, and then we see him again in Guardians of the Galaxy, which happens after the events of the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. So, like, we know he's around somewhere, right? Like, so, like, could he get involved, and, like, could he be, like, a potential player in this like, like a Kree I mean, scroll war kind of thing and we, the Avengers just get yep, caught and, up and like t okay you just opened up that can of worms Jordan <laughs> but like we talked about like if we had a different Avenger in this movie if we would have had let's say a Captain Marvel a young Captain Marvel in this movie and then you introduce Ronan and there's a sub for a bad guy like that's a whole different movie right that's it's a, a vastly whole different, different movie because you introduce the scrolls you have Ronan you have Captain Marvel like we're fantasy booking at this point, but like I, I said it in another podcast that we did and, and forgive me for not remembering which episode we that was on, but like I wanted more Ronan. I wanted more Ronan in, in guardians of the galaxy. I wanted more Ronan and captain Marvel. So like you guys think that he, Jordan, do you think he would have been a good sub? You know, I, I like Loki. Let me first say that I like Loki and I thought Loki did a great job in this movie and they set him up in Thor dropping him, you know, from Asgard into space and he ends up on the earth setting up the Avengers. But like, do you think that Ronan's a fair substitute? For I think if about? you handled it, that the Kree were invading and done yeah. a lot of the same storytelling, but from a different aspect, different point of view, because Ronan, Ronan does the same kind of thing that Loki does, but Loki's about power where Ronan is more about, I mean, he's, he is about power, but he's, he's different in the, in the aspect that he is conquering not just trying to become king of one area. Like, Loki kind of is like, I just need a people to rule, where Ronan's like, I'm a part of the, the Kree Empire, I'm here to just wipe everybody out, and just like, you're now a part of our empire. And so it's a different game, but I think you would get a lot of the same kind of storytelling. It would look vastly different, though, because I think then the scrolls would, you would see some of that, but I don't know that we were ready for something like that just yet. Um, I don't know if we still are ready for that. I think that we're going to start to, they're going to start to prep us over the next few movies. So 
But I, I think that Ronan's not a bad choice. But a lot of people wouldn't like, even know who he was. We didn't have much at this point. Like we didn't have in the way of characters. But like as from knowing what we know now, like I think that would have been a would have been a decent choice. I don't know. I was just kind of the only thing that I would say is I think the reason Loki did so well is because he was already established, and we knew mm-hmm. that hey, here's a character. He is able to be defeated, but he's not to be messed with. Like this is this is a guy that is. He's he's coming for everything. Like he he's going in with everything he's got. Um, I think that's why he succeeded as a villain. I think he was the obvious pick for to try and tell the original comic book, which is only which is funny. the The original comic is like just this small little magazine from the '60s, and they turned it into a two hour movie. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is it was it was gold. I liked the movie a lot. Um, but if I was to go and switch it, I think I would go Hydra. I think that Hydra could have easily, like, like Red Skull, because you find out the te- the Tesseract just transports him, and he's got the serum, so he's he's not aging as quick, and so I think that you could have easily put him somewhere else. They could have brought him back, and him's like slowly started to re get Hydra back together. You could have brought in Arnim Arnim Zola and started to even attack DC. But I like that they did it at uh, New York, and that's where the, everything kind of took place. So. I think that the right choice was to go with with uh, Loki, though. But if I was going to switch him out, I would definitely do Red Skull and Hydra. So, you know, Hydra wasn't there, but the but Shield was. Did you guys like that? Just real quick, like, did you guys like the fact that Shield had involvement? Because within three more films, Shield's gone. So, like, we didn't have a whole lot of time with Shield. So, did you guys like that Shield was heavily influenced with it? Did you guys like the Helicarrier? What were your thoughts on that? Will, I see the wheels are turning here. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I think it does give more of that human aspect, like I was kind of talking about, like if we did get a an early Carol at this time. Like, I mean, the big thing that kicks off the Avengers actually coming together is Coulson dying. Uh, and and he had, like, a stake. In, he, he, besides Hulk and the Captain America movies, but he still has a connection with them. He has a connection with every single one of them. Like, he was there for Thor uh he gives tony a lot of crap he's a huge fanboy of cap um and like he works with with black widow and hawkeye black widow and hawkeye like he's just like the normal guy like us like doing a nine to five going like wow i I have a really special day right now Uh, obviously clark Gregg sounds much cooler than me and he he glistens when he sweats and all that but he even kicks off agents of shield later just to show even more of that uh like some even more like low level stuff just saying like oh hey like yeah, the Avengers are cool and they're off doing their own thing, but like, uh, they're not, we can't rely on them all the time. Like, we got to be able to clean some of these messes up ourselves. And just even Fury having like plans within plans within plans, like just even phase two. I mean, they were setting this up since the original uh, Iron Man going, like, oh yeah, we're the strategic homeland uh, thing. And everyone's like, oh, they're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that something's happening with that. Like, if they weren't involved, I would raise an eyebrow and go, like, what's going on here? Like, why'd we set that up if we weren't going to use S.H.I.E.L.D. to make the Avengers? Um, so it absolutely works. And just Maria Hill, because she has a rich backstory uh, in the comics later on and becomes a head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just, it's good to see, like, that we can even have, we could have some of the low-level, like, comic book characters we never thought we were going to get and just even establish new ones. Yeah. So... Um, and Helicarrier's cool, like, uh, it just, rewatching today, just, like, w- back to the music again, just, like, how it swells up, like, oh, hey, guys, it's, like, this is a big, momentous moment, and it even has the payoff joke going, like, with the uh, Fury and Steve Rogers back going, like, ten bucks shows you, tells you I'm wrong, 
tells you off. Have something that will blow your mind over, later on. And Steve's like, yeah, he just slips him the, him the ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but just so much good stuff. And if yeah, awesome. What about I'll you, stop. Scott? What are your thoughts on the involvement with Shield and the Helicarrier? I think I think having Shield in there was great because you kind of see more of instead of just seeing the superheroes kind of being the main good guys, you kind of have these background organizations that are kind of doing good work too and kind of helping the Avengers and kind of kicking start everything. Um, and if you didn't have S.H.I.E.L.D., then A, you could have introduced HYDRA um, in kind of that whole um, play, especially in Winter Soldier, because that's kind of... ...of the other um, kind of groups that you can see. That kind of almost paved the way for other groups that you see in some of the Marvel movies and the Marvel series. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Michael, what about you, bud? I mean, knowing that we were going to get a series, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, it was just another setup. I, I think that it was good that they were involved in this movie, but it was also good that they weren't, I don't know, overpowering in the movie, if that makes sense. Like, they weren't, like... You they could were see them working in the background, especially on the ship, right? Like, yeah. you could see... You know th them hard at work trying to make things go for the Avengers and getting everything set up, and like especially with Coulson, and you you know you see all that, and like you know Will was right, like they uh, Coulson shows up at one point or another in, in pretty much every movie that he can. Um, you know, we we did the Thor episode a couple of weeks ago, like he uh, you know he shows up in that movie, he shows up you know in in, in Iron Man, and uh, he shows up in. And he pretty much all the phase one movies, right? Like he just shows up in all of them. He just, um, uh, and even in Captain, of, he he's implied to be there <laughs> during the ice, or at least they retconned that. They, oh yeah, I was yeah. there. I could see beyond thought. He was like, I, I was there yeah. while you were sleeping, but he didn't show up in Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So like, but he shows up in Captain Marvel, but, like as a younger yeah. version of himself, um, before the Avengers movie. I was just thinking of that for some reason, uh, maybe because we brought her up. Um, but yeah, I thought that they did a good job of just like they were there and it wasn't overbearing. And then like you get more of that, um, you know, they unpack more of that story with, you know, Avengers, um, uh, not Avengers, I'm sorry, um, their own series with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, yeah, and, and the ship was cool. We didn't really talk about the ship or the idea of the ship, but I thought that the ship was um, was really cool. Uh, I In my notes... Uh, I know that the Transformers movies were, were big during that time frame. Actually, like, uh, the first three, Transformers, uh, Revenge of the Fallen, and then the Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon, there was a ton of those ships that kind of looked oddly similar to um, what we see in the final battle of Avengers 1. It was <laughs> it was very, very uh, close. And I, I don't, not that the, it was the same director or anything, but they just look oddly familiar. Um, yeah. I thought that they did a good job with that ship. I thought it was cool how it, the first time I saw that movie, I remember just seeing that ship coming, you know, out of the water and, and starting to float. That was really cool. Oh um, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah, watching it was... for the first time, just sitting there watching it. I was like, Oh, that's cool. And the water coming off of it and it's starting to, you know, start to fly. It was just, 
it's really cool. Um, yeah, that stuff, like the cosmetic stuff, like I think Marvel, Disney, whoever's doing those films, just do a great job with that attention to detail. It's just, it's just good. Yeah, I love that Shield was enough of a background character like it like i mean there's there's hundreds of people in and shield and all that but i love that through these films they're enough of a background character but the present still is real um where it's like oh you're kind of shield is a character in and of itself that just keeps showing up and i, I really like that i wish that winter soldier didn't kill shield i wish like shield would have kept going all the way through i think it would have been really cool to see that so well and like um even to piggyback off of that jordan maria hill like she was the perfect bridge between Shield like as liaison, and Avengers, yeah. and like she, you could see her interacting with Nick Fury, kind of going back and reporting to Shield, and you know coming back and forth and doing that, you know that brief interaction with some of you know the Avengers and stuff. Like she was there just enough, but she was that she was amazing in her role. Absolutely, like, and, and Colby Smulders. Oh my gosh, having watched How I Met Your Mother, and then when this came out, yeah. like I was just, I was like, wow. Can we get more How I Met Your Mother actors to show up? Uh, I just, I, I was, I loved that. I thought suit it was up. great. So yeah, uh, if Barney Stinson would have just shown up, been like suit up, and then like Iron Man armor would have hit him or something, I'd have been like, all right, I'm done, game over, take my money. Uh, oh, but, we, Marshall and Captain America need to have a slap bet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I, you well, know, for me, the yeah, Marshall did work with uh, the Frigs and I Love You Man. So in a way, he does have a connection to the Hulk, and Scott Lang is in that movie as well. So I'm just saying he's worked with uh, he's several worked, Avengers. He, he's coming in. <laughs> uh, for me, I think the Helicarrier was a very sleek design versus what like animated and comics have all looked like. It's actually like a giant jelly bean in the sky. Uh, typically, it's just this massive like bubble, and it's just got all that stuff. And I liked how it was very sleek. It was more modern. I loved the look of the Helicarrier. Um, I've actually built one in Minecraft before with some students. I, I we got together one time and we just built like this massive Minecraft helicarrier. It was awesome. Uh, I think I think that it was just the helicarrier is just very sleek and it looks great uh, all the way around. My last question as we kind of wrap up tonight is they hinted Thanos at the end of the film. Uh, Will you had talked about this a little bit with that? Who's the purple guy? Um, yeah, you know that that Thanos smirking grin. And it's very menacing, and we really didn't know who this guy was yet. I mean, comic book nerds, we all knew, but like for for me, I was I had just started getting into comics around that time, and I I wasn't too much past movies and TV shows at that point, and so I didn't really know who Thanos was. But did you ever imagine that we would get where we're at today? Like go back to 2012 versions of ourselves ten years ago. Do you feel that? that you even saw a glimpse of what we were actually going to get. I mean, we had him in, he was in guardians of the galaxy. He showed up for another quick uh, moment in age of Ultron. He showed up for infinity war Endgame. Did you, did you expect us to get such an amazing character? Cause I'll, st I'll just say this. Th Thanos is one of my favorite characters and I, I never saw this coming. I didn't see how amazing this story was going to be. What did you guys think about that? Will, let's start with you, bud. Always with me first. Uh, I was uh, a bit skeptical. Uh, I, I mean, even though I was just blown away by Avengers, I'm going like, I just hope we're not biting off more than we can chew, and that like that we ease into this uh, because 
I think that's a big Jack Kirby creation like that. And the new gods over at DC are like were his baby. Well, actually, no, it's, it's Jim Sterling. I'm sorry. I, I messed it up. But I swear they he, he had a bigger presence. Anyway, I, just, I know that cosmic stuff gets really weird. So when they announced Phase 2 shortly after this and that Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them and that Gamora was going to be in there, I was like, okay, there we go. We're going to ease into this. It's going to be good. I don't know how he's going to factor into the next Avengers, but with with it being called Age of Ultron, but we'll do our thing. But I just, I was, I mean, I don't know how long I thought the phases were going to be, but I just, I was expecting like double the movies we have now uh, to set up, like what we were going to do with Thanos. Cause like the Infinity Gauntlet and some of the characters that show up in that, there's just so much setup and so much craziness that leads up to that. And I'm just going like, how are we going to do a guy that like is obsessed and wants to date death? Like, I mean, and they go a different direction. Like they do with a lot of things in the MCU. So um, I, I was, I mean, I was, I'm hoping like, Oh, if, if you're teasing Thanos, like I hope like this is a, a real payoff and we don't do like what we did with the leader or like set up some of these other guys and then kill them within five seconds. Uh, besides that, like his subsequent appearances right before we get into phase three and when he actually gets a presence, like, He's sitting on his butt in Guardians of the Galaxy, but Josh Brolin brought some with what little he could do. He was very menacing with that voice, and that was our first introduction to him in the look. And it, it looked very comic booky. I'm like, okay, here we go, we got this. But then, oh, I'll do it myself. But then it takes him like what, like still another like five years or three or four years before he actually does something. I just, I if we we, we always talk about these little side projects we want to see. There's a bunch of them, but I think one thing, even if it's a one shot, I want to see like Thanos's destruction of Xandar or like the stuff he was doing to get the other stones. Since there, there's so many, so much potential there, and maybe like Infinity War from his point of view. Infinity War, Infinity War from his point of view, or like, uh, or like Prelude to Infinity, or call it. There's a good comic that leads up right into the Infinity Gauntlet called Thanos Quest. Call it that, even. I just uh, if we're gonna use like all the callbacks and stuff, do do something of that sort, or just even like uh, I was getting ready to say Eternals two or like a Star Fox thing. Uh, j- even if we just get a flashback of Thanos, because like he's so like intertwined with their lore in the comics, at being a uh, Eternal with deviant genes in him, like that would be like a nice callback and like why they didn't do anything. It's like oh, weren't, we weren't like allowed to move against that Eternal, just to bring it back to something more recent so there's all kinds of poten- there's all kinds of potential with thanos and uh i'm glad they took took their time and we didn't like half butt it and the direction they took him and bringing in josh brolin was incredible and then when we get the technology with him later on it's great but uh yeah i'll, I'll shut up <laughs> from there scott what are your thoughts on this one um it's, it's i think going back and looking at the first introduction of thanos and his design it looked Almost, I feel like it looked almost sloppy compared to what we see now. Um, but at the same time, when I first saw it, it was just kind of that more of, okay, who is this and how is this going to play out? And I think that's always was kind of in the back of my mind. And any time when you watch any other film and they kind of allude to Thanos, you're always like, okay. Who is this guy? Why is this a big deal? And how's this going to play within this entire arc? And how and where are we actually going to see him do something? Well, I don't think Josh Brolin was 
cast yet. So I, if I'm not mistaken, they use someone else's face I, for, I for Thanos. Yes, I, I, that is correct. Which, which well, would have been a complete CGI character, but after that, it was like announced a little bit before Guardians that Brolin. Yeah, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if like one day they just kind of go back and fix the scene to make it look a little bit more like Brolin, uh, just for for continuity's sake. But I don't think that yeah, because at that point he wasn't he wasn't cast yet. So that's which I can understand why you think. Yeah, because I think the same thing. Yeah, it was sloppy compared to what we got. So, Micah, what are your <laughs> thoughts, bud? Um, I loved the slow burn. We talk a lot about sprinkling in characters, and we talk a lot about like just having enough. And I think, to piggyback off of Scott, yes, I think it was sloppy in the beginning. But like, to be fair what we're talking about with all of these phase one films, a lot of it was, all right, we're going to throw all these ideas up against the wall and hope this takes off like wildfire. Fortunately for them, it did. And they're doing really well. But like early on, we didn't know where this was going. And like, you know, let's say phase one was it and they flopped, you know, and they just, they didn't do it. So like, it was like, oh, great. We got to see Thanos for three seconds. But, um, and I keep saying it a lot, but knowing what we know now, some of these characters like Loki and Thor and Thanos and, you know, some of the, the character development, I love the the slow, methodical storytelling that they tell with Thanos. And yes, to, to even what Will was saying, like, I would love for uh, there to be some sort of, I don't know if it's a Disney Plus series or a movie. I don't know, man. Disney's just crushing it with these <laughs> these marvel series yeah even the star wars series but like just give me like you jordan you keep referencing a lot like a six series six episode series where cap goes back and takes the stones back you know give me a series where thanos is just destroying the universe before infinity war or even how he started like just to just to like say here's the here's like a 10 episode series on how thanos got from where he started all the way to what we knew like and oh, what yeah. we and what little we know about his brother now from Eternals, you know, yeah. it is his brother. Like maybe you could give a little bit more of that as well, like in that series, or you know, well, I want to uh, know like geni- how did he the get genocide on the genocide on Titan for for example? Yeah, like and then all like of these different you all, well you got all of that, and then you also have okay, you have the Chitari army, and then you have uh, all those black monsters from from Infinity War. And then Endgame, they are all together. It's like, how did you get two different massive armies to start working with you? Getting the Black Order as well. Yeah. He went, oh he yeah. The, he, he went to Sakar. He went to the Devil's Anus. <laughs> he just picked everybody <laughs> up. So, well, guys, thank you so much for assembling with me. I've been waiting all all podcasts to to have that one. So we assembled for this, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate oh, man, it. I was say it. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh. For all, of our, for all of our listeners, guys, thank you so much for supporting us. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary. We're super, super excited. We will be assembling even more people for our one-year anniversary episode. We've got a few things in the works that we're excited to be pushing out. And so keep up with us. Uh, you can email us at nerdtalkwithjordanhalstead at gmail.com if you ever want to be a part of this. If you have questions uh, that you feel need to be answered, you can follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We post stuff periodically uh our tiktok is starting to take off a little bit so we encourage you to be a part of that with us guys we love you we thank you so much for being a part of this and we will catch you guys next time on nerd talk Mm -hmm.